Welcome to the latest original poetry offering from Poetry P. This time you wrote beautifully for the topic of inner and outer weather, which was introduced to us by Eve Castle. She gave us a great presentation in episode 6 of this six series. A presentation that had a lot of good feedback and which I must say produced really high quality submissions. Thank you all very much. There were a number of additions to my potential touchstone Red Moon Pushcart nomination list. Now before we go on to hear this wonderful poetry that I've promised you, there are a couple of things to tell you. In July this year, that's 2023, in case you're not listening to this as it's published, I'll be at the Haiku North America conference. Please do come up and say hello if you're there. You'll know it's me. I'm going to be wearing a Poetry Bee t-shirt, just to make things easy for you. If you go to the website, I'll put a picture of me modelling one of them, just so you can be sure. It's very, very stylish, and will be available for sale in the not-too-distant future. Make sure you're signed up to the mailing list, and I'll let you know when they and a few other Poetry Bee items will be available to buy, so you can look terribly stylish too. Speaking of the mailing list, if you're not on it, you will have just missed an opportunity to send us Flashku and be published in the journal and featured on the podcast following this one. If you missed it, do go now and sign up, or when you finish listening to this. On the website for this episode, you'll find a link to the poems I'm going to be reading today. You can read along with me, or you can read them again at your leisure. As you know, I'm a great believer in reading poetry aloud, but there's nothing better than to have some poetry to read in the quiet times, when you're looking for a bit of calm and contemplation. And so without much further ado, let's get this show rolling. Today I'm joined by a cluster of fantastic poets who volunteered, more or less, to be judges today. I will be sending out another begging letter later this month asking for judges for the rest of the year. Please save my inner torture and volunteer. So who are these wonderfully talented poets? I have Ivanka Ettinger, Joanne Morecambe and Ronald K. Craig. Although Ron, as you'll find out, wasn't able to join us at the last minute, so I'm going to do his little bit, but he has done the work. Joanne and Ron are old hands at being on the podcast, so I'm going to start with Ivanka, who's brand new, although many of you will know her work because she's a regular contributor, not just to us, but throughout the haiku scene. And many of you I know follow her on Twitter. So I'm going to ask her to introduce herself because I so often get her name wrong, or rather I pronounce her name wrong. And I want to hear her say it. So I've got a frame of reference for the future instead of getting all panicky when I know I've got to pronounce it. So here for the very first time is... Ivanka Ettinger. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for doing this. Did you enjoy it? I, oh, sure. Yes, it was so much fun. It was very, very challenging to choose a favorite. <laughs> So. Yeah, I know. So tell us, who did you choose and why? I chose Andrew Markowski's Waning Moon, The Aging Astronomer Waxes Poetic. Waning Moon. 
the aging astronomer waxes poetic. I chose this poem in large part due to two of my favorite things about haiku, wordplay and euphony. Let's delve in. Line one, waning moon. For me, a waning moon evokes images of losing luster and nearing the end. But is this waning moon gibbous after the full moon or crescent before the new moon? Also, how can I tell the outer weather with this Kigo? Line two, the aging astronomer. This line opened up a whole new understanding. This moon is being seen by an astronomer and that likely means its outer weather is a clear cloudless night. But I wondered why using aging when waning already somewhat leans to that reading. And then it hit me, perhaps this was a clue that this waning moon was crescent as that is the end of the waning process. Line three, wax is poetic. Oh, how clever. Here, Andrew uses a double meaning. Just as the moon will soon be waxing, so too is this astronomer. In fact, this idiom speaks of a tendency towards verbosity that can often come from wisdom gained over years and with the nostalgia of a poet. Here, I felt such deep sense of the inner weather, a time of reflection and a last chance to share what has meant so much. Also, as if that weren't enough, I saw that the first and third lines were both just two words, while waning and waxes speaks of endings and beginnings, dark and light, and phases of the moon and life. What of these other words? Moon and poetic. Wow, this poem was so carefully conceived. Certainly the moon is in the running for one of the most frequently used poetic images. So. I greatly admire this sly wink to that, as well as the economy in which Andrew did so. Finally, I wanted to praise just how fun this poem is to say out loud, the alliteration of waning waxes and aging astronomer, the ING rhyme and the long O sound and astronomer poetic, all combine to form a delightful euphony that enhances its meaning. Congratulations, Andrew. Thanks, Ivanka. And as so often happens when I invite judges along to the show, I have a new appreciation of the piece that they choose to talk about. Great job. Thank you. Now, I know, and we're about to find out, that we've also accepted one of your pieces. Do you think you could read that for us now? Yes, I, I'm happy to. Thank you. Sharing a sunbeam, butterflies. Sharing a sunbeam, butterflies. That's wonderful. Thank you very much indeed. Onwards we go. Let's hear some more of your great submissions. November rain. Nowhere to escape from yourself. Natalia Kuznetsova. Particulate matter breathing in the bird song. Alex Fife. Summer approaches. The garden demands too much of me. Bonnie J. Shearer. First buds 
Giving a Small Bird Space Jerome Berglund Cats in heat. The box fan does nothing. Joshua St. Clair A few loons to haunt Echo Pond. Two moons. Brett Brady Cherry petals. The weight of a pink slip. Ravi Kiran New Year's Eve. The pop and crackle of old vinyls. Ben Oliver Fierce wind gusts, chimney pot rattles, quarrel escalates. J. L. Huffman Double rainbow, the boy who left me for a boy. Roberta Beery Peach juice in my mouth. Sunburst. Susan Andrews. Braxton Hicks. The urgency in Crow's Call. Vandana Parashar. Setting sun. Long shadows reach the close of day. Linda L. Ludwig Dandelions and income taxes Early spring Krista Pandy Shimmering heat Reading my fortune In an orbuculum Vidya Shankar Finally, something to be happy about. Spring rain. Mona Beddy. Mona, here in Switzerland, up here in Zurich anyway, it didn't feel like it stopped raining all spring. And yet now, after a couple of days of really warm sun, my grass is as dry as anything. Say lovey. Fireflies expiring in the candlelight. Catherine E. Winnick. A marsh wren nettles in sedge. Still morning. Deborah Burke Henderson. Dewdrops turn an otherwise ordinary walk into magic. Jennifer Gurney Whispered prayers in the leafy shrine. Spring breeze. Robert Whitmer Alone on the trail, each fallen leaf 
a memory. Daniela Miso Grandstand Shade Rooting for Extra Innings Timothy Kremen Fading Light The Scent of Jasmine Till Long After Nina Singh Dawn Mist Just Another Shade of Grey CX Turner Cold Snap No One to Kiss When the Ball Drops Rowan Beckett Worm Moon More Spring in the Earth Beneath My Feet Wendy Ghent Twilight a dahlia wilts into deeper shades. Sangeeta Kalarikal Floating leaves Wanting to be a part of the river. Minal Sarosh Misty morning Lingering at breakfast, last night's car crash. Rob McKinnon Summer sunset, my solitude sinks into a shimmering sea. Bona M. Santos Now, before we go on, I wanted to say thank you for all the coffees you've bought the podcast. The audio and video content is free, and I'd really like to continue to do that. But it does take time and a great deal of effort, and not a little expense. So every coffee takes a bit of the financial pressure off, and is a little ray of sunshine that brightens up my day. I'm very, very grateful for anything you can donate to the podcast, either via coffees or by giving a little when you download the show notes. So for the month of May, I'd like to thank Susan Andrews, Giddy Nielsen-Sweep, Roberta Beery, Norman Silver, Tony Williams, Marjorie Pezzoli, Annie Wilson, Elliot Diamond, Linda Ludwig, Jenny Wynne-Hyatt, Kelly Jean White, Krista Pandy, Rupert Anand, Alison Douglas-Turner, Kimberly Kutcher, and Sarah Paris. And of course, a thank you to everyone who remained anonymous and everyone who bought a copy of the last journal of last year. The new one will be out in July, and if you're on the mailing list, you'll be the first to know about it. You will receive an early bird discount. Thank you to you all. And now... Let's get back to the poetry. Rising above the pile of dirty dishes. The moon. Mimi Ahern. El Nino forecast. Tossing a coin in a dry well. 
Alvin Cruz. Now I've recorded a podcast with Alvin in which he's going to read some of the poems from his book Paper Cranes. Do look out for that in the near future. And don't forget, if you have a book of haiku, or indeed any short-form verse you'd like to be considered for the podcast, let me know, send me a copy, and I will be in touch. Thank you. Open Iris Flames of Desire CJ Estuary cattails brush the kayak. We move as one. Doris Lynch Honeycomb Where to leave what I leave behind? Richard L. Matter Ten days too soon The first blush of cherry blossoms Sally Bigger I'm sure I came this way Retracing my melting footsteps Ian Speed Pentecost Tulip tree blossoms mid-tumble Joshua Gage Fog Finishing our sentences Lorraine A. Padden Spring dawn Still in the dark A blackbird Robert Kingston No silence in the darkening cemetery, marsh frogs. Shai Afsai. This blank page of winter white sky, her elegy. Kristen Lindquist. Morning star, navigating our way through vows. John Hawkhead Another day of rain and another day of poems Ram Chandran Thunder sounds slap me into reality Dr. Vaishnavi Pusapati The sunny breeze, pushing through the just green trees, stretching limbs. Steve Unum Timpani, the thundering climax of the storm within. Paul Callas First spring sunrays. Shadows of trees and children return. Maya Daneva White egret Finding the centre of stillness. Colette Kern
colouring this long rain, pink geraniums. Rupa Anand Spring rain on the postman's bicycle, five o'clock tea. Mercia Moldovan Longest day, a fresh bouquet left on the bench. Tony Williams Rain beating against the window, the argument within. Sarah Paris Winter storm between the hailstones, chrysanthemums. Deborah A. Bennett. Finals week. One lily pad on top of another. Megan Bussett. Does anyone else have nightmares about their finals week? Mine were some considerable time ago. And still I dream. Summer rain. Old skin shed in the grass. Deborah Carl Brandt. The slow draw of a cello bow. Winter drift. Steve Barr. May rain, how slippery my path nowadays. Anna Maria Domberg, San Cristoforo. In the wind, the echo of our laughter. Distant sail. Angiola Inglese. Hospital car park. I try to catch a falling leaf. Annie Wilson. Now this is the second time Joanne Morecambe has been a judge for me this year. Thanks, Joanne. Last time we had some technical difficulties, which meant she couldn't join the call and I had to read her piece. This time, Joanne is able to be in on the call, but we can't see her. At least, we're going to hear her voice. And she's going to read her piece to us. So, Joanne, who have you chosen? Shall we find out? I've chosen uh, Jenny Shepard's haiku. The west wind shrieks through a gap in the window. My lost babies. The west wind shrieks through a gap in the window my lost babies. When I initially read the haiku's first two lines, I thought that it was about the fall or winter season. After reading the heartbreaking third line, I realized that it's actually about profound grief. It's deeply personal, yet also universal, as everyone undergoes the pain of loss 
which may or may not lessen over time. The loss of children is surely the most painful, and I commend Jenny Shepherd for sharing her sad experience through the medium of haiku. Returning to the first two lines, they're much more meaningful when viewed through the lens of loss. On a literal level, the poet feels happy and safe in her home until a fierce wind enters through a window gap. Of course, she can simply close the window, but the wind continues to blow. On a symbolic level, she feels in control of her feelings until grief bursts in unexpectedly. How will she deal with her unwelcome visitor? She may fight or take flight. Only the poet knows for sure. The use of wind as a metaphor for grief is very striking. And it's a wild west wind that shrieks like a wounded animal, which describes how we might react when overwhelmed with emotions. It brings to mind Edvard Monk's painting, The Scream, titled Shriek in Norwegian. The frightened, open-mouthed central figure, Monk himself, holds his hands over his ears as if trying to silence a scream, perhaps his own. The figure longs for peace and quiet in the midst of a crisis situation. Hopefully, the longing is fulfilled for the artist, the poet, and ourselves. Thank you very much for that then, Joanne. Now, who should we hear from next? I tell you what, let's go to Maeve O'Sullivan and her monocou. Sunny midday, the crystal throws rainbows onto my wall. Maeve O'Sullivan Just the winter prescription dates as always. Lakshmi Iyer Spring storms, no blues, just greens. Tina Mori. Late night fog, searching for the necklace you gave me. Marielle Herbert. Sunshine in May, an unfaithful lover, full of promises. Jenny Wynne Hyatt. And when I asked Jenny about this one, she wrote back and said, I've often found that a glorious May sets you up to expect a good summer, and then you can be disappointed when May's promise is not fulfilled. And that puts me in mind of the empty promises of an unfaithful lover. She's right, really, isn't she? Overcast. In the kitchen, glowing chrysanthemums. Toyette Van Doe. Wounds cleansed, 
roller skates back on, cotton ball clouds. Marjorie Pezzoli Cut to pieces, our old love seat in the summer cold. Herb Tate Lavender sunset, painting with watercolours on the clouds. Kerry J. Heckman Azalea flush, my phone still gushing likes. Dorothy Burrows You and I, the dead of winter. Lev Hart Wednesday picnics with Kerouac Dog-eared summer Tim Roberts Did you listen to the podcast with Tim? If not, you've missed a cracker. His life as a policeman and now life living with Parkinson's disease. It's fascinating, it's moving And we even managed to have a laugh. I can highly recommend it. It's on the website. It's wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, there's a live video on YouTube, on the Poetry P channel. Snow flurries. The struggle to declutter. Cynthia Anderson. Seeing now how it all began. Magnolia flower. Craig Kidner. Sargassum blooms. Another belt to be threatened by. Tracy Davidson. Bent with age. A daffodil stem. Its browning bloom. Janice Doppler Hazy moonlight Worn felt hat hangs on the hall tree Michelle Rule Evening rain Waiting for the cat to turn the page Laurie Kiefer Unbounded, the grey sky above my mother's house. Hege Anita Jakobsen Lepri Dwelling on the pattering rain. Foster home. Daniel Robinson Rolling clouds Over rolling hills, the rain passes. Kimberly Kuchar Cold rain, we miss another sunrise. Richard Tice First crush, spring burst of poppies of flame in pink. Douglas J. Lanzo
Spring Breeze, Cleaning Covid Cobwebs, Jan Stretch. Sensing a Winnowing Autumn Rain, John Pappas. Insomnia, Cyclothymic Squalls Until Dawn, Claire. So like I said at the beginning, unfortunately Ron couldn't make it to join us this evening, but I do have his work and his choice, and I know who he's voting for. So let me tell you who he has picked to nominate from this submission period. It's Farah Ali, and her poem is Evening Heat. A spritz of perfume on each pulse point. Evening heat. A spritz of perfume on each pulse point. Farah Ali. And Ron writes, A clever and perfect senryu. In this poem, Farah Ali presents us with a wonderful image that each of us can relate to, or maybe hope to relate to. Her story begins with an everyday occurrence of presenting ourselves in a positive manner, especially when temperatures soar. Hence, a spritz of perfume will do the trick. But as we read more closely, we begin to see a deeper meaning in this poem. The evening heat foretells a possible romantic encounter. We imagine this because the perfume is spritzed on each pulse point. Places on the body that produce extra body heat. The desire is already there, but the spritzes will hopefully result in their fulfilment. The actor is not doused with perfume to cover body odour, but it is sparingly applied to the wrists, the inner arms, the back of the neck, and maybe below the belly button to attract attention. Ooh la la. Reminds me of the classic movie Body Heat, starring Kathleen Turner and William Hurt, which, unfortunately has a more sinister ending. Furthermore, we wonder if this is a planned encounter or an exciting escapade. We're given no hint, which strengthens the mystery and leads to speculation on the part of the reader. Nevertheless, the person in this poem has seductive intentions in in mind and is going to great lengths to fulfil a sensual desire. This poem uses few words but it uses just the right words to convey an interesting and more provocative image. Well done, Farah. Now, I learnt something from this commentary about pulse points. I never knew there was one below your belly button. Apparently, you can feel the pulse in your abdominal... can't say that word, it's late in the day. Abdominal aorta. Who knew? So... Thank you, Ron. Much obliged for the commentary. Next up, myself and the judges are going to have a chat and a vote to see if we can come up with our final judge's choice and the honourable mentions. Hopefully we can do it without blood being shed. But if I'm not here next week, you know what's happened. But before we head off and do that, I want to close this original poetry session with Ron's poem. Even Weeds Flower brainstorming. Even weeds flower brainstorming. Ronald K. Craig
Okay, so we've recorded all the judges' comments. We've had our little chat. No blood was shed. And we've decided on the judges' choice and the honourable mentions. You can find out the results in the next journal, out in July. And remember, if you're on the mailing list, you'll get to know exactly when it's out and benefit from that early bird offer I promised you. Thanks once again to all my lovely poets, the excellent judging team and the editing team here at Poetry P for all their hard work in helping me to produce this podcast. And in case you don't know who the editing team are, they are, in fact, Ronald K. Craig, who was extra busy this month, Lorraine A. Padden, Vandana Perishar, and Robert Horobin. Liam wasn't terribly well this month. Liam, I know you're getting better. Rest up and get ready for the next submission period. And I'd just like to tell everyone who's out there listening... It's a real joy and a pleasure to have you with us, so thank you. And don't forget, you can read these poems anytime you want by heading over to the website for the show notes and clicking the link. See you all again next week for another Poetry P podcast. It's another one with a plethora of original poetry written by you. Until then, keep writing. And if there's something missing from the show notes, just email me. Ciao.